It's those two assholes. <clears throat> those two idiots you saw me talking to at the third rail. Just he doesn't want to touch the third rail. That, that is the third rail, saying mm-hmm. white people have interest. Third rail. The third rail here is uh, another wonderful show on our on the uh, TRS network. And it's the third rail. You will be destroyed. It's the third rail. You will be destroyed. Watch out for the third rail, baby. That's how folks. In the opinion of this reporter, if this nation or, in fact, the world ever needed heroes, that time is now. That time is now. Welcome to the most lovable, huggable, uh, something, something, something. I'm trying to do a Spectre-style intro. I'm here with Spectre and Boysley. We're doing Mike in the Mad Rail, or just Mike in the Third Rail. Mike in the Rail here for uh, the Tuesday night, uh, your Tuesday night special here. So welcome, guys. What's going on? How are you guys doing? Thanks for having us. Of course, of course. Boysley is going to be the disembodied voice hovering in the background, as he usually is. Uh, how's it going, yes. sir? I'm doing good. Together, between me and Spectre, you will have a single brain cell to talk to. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Should we do, like, winners and losers? Should we do what you guys do? Should we start Should we start with that? <laughs> do winners you, and, do you who, want to do wait, winners and losers this who, week? Yeah, I'm thinking. <laughs> who, who can we – who's a big loser this week? Hmm. I can't think of – yeah, I can't think of anyone that, that, had it, that took a huge, massive a blank, L. Man. This I'm week, I'm not really thinking of anybody. It's sort of, yeah, just drawing blanks on that. So let's, um, anyway, uh, well, you guys can do, well, no. Anyway, thanks for coming on, guys. It's been, it's been, uh, I just saw Spectre the other night at our Christmas party. That was fun. It was good to see you. And of course, boys, who I talk to all the time. And, uh, yeah, I said the format for the show is going to be, um, guests like this for the foreseeable future until i work out a permanent host and i've got a few irons in the fire on that and uh but i will be here every tuesday night streaming maybe i'll do it by myself sometimes i don't know but here we are um reminder that this is the hour one of the show so this is coming to you free and if you want to hear the second hour you can go ahead and go to the right stuff.biz slash paywall and get a subscription and that would help all of us out greatly so here we are um i don't know did you guys do any prep because i didn't well, all I have on my mind lately is uh, Satanism and di- and diversity pilots. So that's kind of all I've been thinking about. So, the last that sounds week. like that something. Been, that was, sounds like the germ of a conversation that we could get into. Satan-y, sat- Satan-y. Satan-y. Satanism and diversity pilots. So, did you have a flight recently with a diversity pilot? No, but the Justice Report <clears throat> are going to be having their. A uh, good time here to plug the, the stream that they have yeah, coming yeah, up yeah. On, yeah. on Thursday. The uh, Justice Report did a, a diversity pilot push article that they just released today. Basically, okay. it's about what you expect. With uh, there's an NGO that's promoting uh, quote you know diversity to tackle a pilot shortage, which is frankly <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> terrifying to me on many levels. It's uh, yeah, I've got it right here. I, I, br- I brought this up before on uh, on on tedious about. FedEx flight 705. This happened in the early 90s of black pilot. And this was an edu- this was a guy who went to Harvard. This was a guy with military experience and he just regressed to the mean and tried to hijack and kill all the pilots on board so he could try to get some insurance money. Mm-hmm. And so I, I whenever I see the stuff to promote diversity in the pilot shortage, I think of stuff like that. Yeah, so here here we go. We got the we got the article up here. New NGO promotes diversity. To tackle pilot shortage, a new NGO has been formed to help tackle the widening pilot shortage crippling Western airline industries. The nonprofit, created by former CEO of American Airlines, seeks to lower barriers 
That's in quote, by the way. Barriers. Not not barriers, you know, on either side of the... Uh, I don't know. They, put bar- they don't really put barriers around runways because you don't really want to have a barrier in the way there. Uh, for black, brown, and female candidates hoping to take the wheel of a multi-million dollar aircraft. Wait. Do they have wheels? Is that... Do you see... Like... I guess you do, right? Wait. What? what? It says take the wheel of a multi-million dollar aircraft. Oh, I, th- I think it's um, I think I think it's a colloquialism. I know. I yeah, I, I know. I'm joking. Like, but I, but you know how you see in the sometimes you see them. It's not like it goes all the way around, but it's sort of like you do like, you know, sort of you know like that's at least in the movies. I have no idea if any of that's real. It could just be totally fake. Mike triggering Gunsbergs. That's just old, that's just all you got to have to go after airplane Spurgs now because they yeah. do exist. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna call it. Is that what they call it? The wheel? What do you? you it's you, the wheel. Yeah. Is it what are you? The tiller. It's the, the tiller. tiller. So what do you do with that? You change like the heft and the yaw. Yes. Something like that. That's how you you lower the topsails. Right. Right. You, yeah. Right. So known as breaking down barriers. The group was formed by XAA CEO Doug Parker, who has partnered with local community organizations to provide scholarships in a bid to bump recruitment at the expense of white job seekers. That's right. It's been built as a groundbreaking tool used to identify young people in, oh, here's my favorite word, underserved communities. Oh, yes. Sorry about that. Create pipelines of pilots ready to hire. So I don't think they're really ready to hire. Oh, dude, this is great. Okay, this picture. This one. <laughs> Yes. Oh, dear God. Two black female pilots in the cockpit to Sisters of the Sky, one of many programs helping to prod up. Wait, are those two black females? Uh, No, I think one of them is a white guy. There's a white male teaching a black female uh, how to fly. (laughs) Either way, it's a point of view. You're about to die. Yeah. POV. (laughs) Um, You know, now I'm going to tell a story. That I was told last Christmas, and now I feel like singing the song, like, last Christmas. But uh, Jesse played that on the show yesterday. Last Christmas at a Christmas party, a guy who's one of our guys was telling me how, you know, he, he's a pilot. And uh, at risk of, like, doxing him, which I don't think could possibly happen, because he told me this story a year ago, and it's probably happened multiple times, that he actually um, was, uh, he got a black female co-pilot one time on one of his flights. And they're then sometimes in these flights when it's a newer pilot, they have like somebody in the cockpit to observe. You know, it's like someone's there to observe okay. the flight to make to see if sure. they're doing well, right? As like part of their training. And so, like the observer was in there, or maybe it's just somebody there to observe generally. It might not even be as part of the co-pilot training. Just there was an observer there, maybe from the FAA or something like that, right? Right. And this guy was a military vet because a lot of airline pilots are. So he'd flown in the military, and now he's doing this for his job, flying commercial. And um, so she's like flying, and uh, she, he gives her the wheel, and she's flying, and uh, she's going to land. So she wants to, she wants to do a landing, right? Because he, and he was going to let her do it because he's like, okay, let's see how you do. And he could always at any point grab control from her, right? And she was like really messing it up, but she he basically let her go. Basically messing it up like as far as she could before he took the wheel, before he took control from her and landed the plane properly. And uh, as they got off the plane, he said that the um, the supervisor guy like pulled him aside and said, why didn't you grab control earlier? Why didn't you do it earlier? Like she was fucking up. And he was like, she's black. 
And and he's like, I didn't want to. Well, he didn't say it like that, but he, no you know. But he said, he said, I didn't do it because um, I didn't want to look like I was being racist. Yeah, right. And uh, mm. what do you say to that if you're the supervisor guy? And I was sort of asking him. I was like, <clears throat> I was like, did you do that in order to kind of like teach him a lesson? Because I don't think that lesson. <laughs> would have been learned i don't think they would have picked up on that and he said no i just i just told him like i didn't want to seem like i was being racist so i just let her go until it absolutely was the last minute and then did the thing well that but, is um, a very unique uh, circumstance we now find ourselves in when you're with pilots now having to make split second life or death decisions of having to choose between am i risking dying so that i don't have to be accused of being racist and lose my job afterwards well it's two split second life decisions that you have to make at once yeah, yeah. Do I be racist or do I die in a plane? It's like I don't want to die in a plane crash. I don't want to be racist. Now these two split second life decisions are like conflict, conflicting. And some people are like I'm they, just going to go down. They finally got it. They well, finally <laughs> got their life their lifeboat scenarios yeah, yes. playing out in real yeah. life. <laughs> We're getting right. lifeboat and, ethics. And yes. everything everything in media has taught you that you know being racist is probably worse than dying. Well, it's worse than letting a nuke go off in a city, right? Isn't that what? Isn't, exactly. <laughs> isn't that what Bing That's what AI I was teaches? To. Yep. <laughs> so I think that. Um, <clears throat> well, yeah, we did this bit already. How like uh, they'll let the nuke go off in the city or something like that. I feel like every yeah, even Grok AI couldn't beat that one, right? Even like Elon Musk's Grok couldn't 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 beat that couldn't beat that test yeah I, that was the, yeah because that was from the screenshots that torba was doing that was from the right AI. right 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 okay um okay let's check oh i don't want to watch like a sky news piece but here we have um a sky news piece it says don't hire useless white male pilots raf applicants described as useless white male so that's royal air force um sounds about right uh, we simply cannot. <clears throat> excuse me. We simply can no longer afford for significant segments of our society to be underrepresented in our U.S. Air Force or our newest branch, the U.S. Space Force," said Thomas. Who's Thomas? Thomas is someone mentioned above in the article, so I'm sure he's someone important. Our goal is to get in front of every demographic group in America and show them someone who wears a flight suit every day they can look up to and say that could be me. See, this is this is a very bad idea. But this has been going around for a while and this is something that people have been talking about for a while is sort of like the mm-hmm. um the thing that's really going to lead to the downfall of our civilization is avi- civil aviation. Civil aviation is going to be one of the first things that's going to go. And we're already seeing. Now, I don't know if anyone's flown recently. Have you flown recently, Spectre? Yes. I have as well. What was your experience like? Uh, <clears throat> my my the flight I ended up getting on was not bad. It was American, but Frontier is one of these airlines that's ultra cut rate, and they're going to be the first ones embracing this diversity. Oh, and it shows from the front gate to the the cockpit. It's an awful experience, and it's I think it's going to be a bellwether for whether this actually happens. So I've seen the worst, and I've seen <clears throat> you know right still where things are maintained at the right level. I've seen, I've heard that like, <clears throat> no matter where you're flying from, you're always getting delays all the time now. Like you're not, you're just not getting out of the gate at the time. Now, not that like that there haven't always been delays in in flying. There have been, but I feel like aviation in America hit a sweet spot, and it actually was after nine eleven. Like if you flew in the aughts, it was like, it was a breeze in this country. I don't know if you remember that, but like oh, yeah. I do. Oh, yeah. You you were you were. I mean, the security was a bitch. 
Uh, and frankly, thing. even in the late 90s, before they did the heightened post 9-11 security, it was really good. Like, you could literally show up oh, yeah. and, like, waltz. Like, I remember, dude, I'm going to say something very embarrassing. You couldn't do this now, nor would I recommend it. But maybe you could, given the, the state of the TSA. I used to, like, when I was a teenager, sometimes take flights with, like, weed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. Not that I would be, like, smoking it, but you, you it's not going to set off the metal detector. Because remember, there was a time when you just walked through a metal detector, and that was it. You put your bag on yeah. the x-ray thing and walk through a metal detector, and then that was considered tight security. So Dude, I, I remember guys boasting of, like, carrying uh, those little uh, nylon composite uh, CIA letter openers, these little knives, and they just have them in their pocket and walk through security because it was just a metal detector. Right, 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 right. I remember a guy who told me that he had a one of these belt buckles with a little knife in it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and he made it through, like, he he took that off and put it on the, the tray and made it through airport security, like, recently. And he forgot about it. And he said, like, he got, he forgot that that's what he was wearing. And he, he got, he put it back, and he was, as he got through security, and he was putting back his belt on after he got through, he was like. Oh, shit. And then he just, like, yeah. better play it cool. Like, <laughs> let me let me just get my flight and and like play it cool because he couldn't believe he got that on. But hey, yeah, wow, maybe I'm I'm giving away massive like flaws in our civil aviation security. So like you know, Al Qaeda is going to be listening and be like, okay, because we already know they already listen to the show because it's probably their favorite show. Oh yeah, but um, hundred percent. Now I can tell you with my experience, I've had mostly positive experiences. About I'd say delays about fifty fifty. Uh, it's usually how it's gone down for me. I actually had a really nice experience. It was kind of cute where there was a older white guy and a young white woman who were the, the pilot and co-pilot. And then we found out that she was his daughter. He, they, it was a father-daughter duo that were getting to fly a plane together, which was, which was pretty nice uh, to see that kind of thing. But I've had experiences, one experience really, of where I think it was the co-pilot was black and I did a black woman actually and I did notice a couple of people they got really tense they, I could tell I, nobody said anything but I, I gauged the reactions some of the people I saw and I saw just the anxiety around me go up several notches <laughs> yeah now I have not flown in a while because I always get like crazy security like they always just it's bad and I'm sick oh, yeah. of it. I'm sick of it. So, and I haven't gone out to the West Coast, which is like anywhere within like a day's drive. I'll just drive, and uh, because I just can't take it. And also, it's like what the, what's even the point? Because everybody I know that, particularly if you fly regional, forget about it. You're going to be well. You're you're missing the joy though uh, of the the increasing number of blacks who get on planes and have very loud, smelly food. Wow, the container. food itself well, is being well, loud. Uh, well, the smell is very loud. Okay. okay. Like it travels well, no, through the whole they're, they're, they're loud, the they're loud. hot wing sauce smell, like hot wings and shit like that. Oh, man. No, they're sorry. loud, too, and they're allowed to get away with that. I I had that experience of sitting next to one. I have a toddler, and my, my biggest fear, because I have this you know this little kid that doesn't doesn't know his boundaries. I was yeah. just worried that he was going to do something <laughs> that was going to set, set her off. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, that was one of the most anxious plane rides I've ever had, sitting next to 
next to a black woman, right? Because I just is is something because I you see all those. I mean, part of it's also you see all these videos of freakouts on planes, so you get yeah, like right. you get wound up thinking about all that stuff. But I'm just sitting there thinking, is, is today the day? Like, am I going to have? You should put a little Burger King hat on on him when when you're flying. <laughs> Borsling, yeah. <laughs> Borsling with his Burger King hat on the plane. <laughs> But I, he said he's. I mean, he said shit recently, and so now I'm like, I'm really worried oh, about the man. language I oh, use no. around. I, I have yeah, to you gotta be it. careful because you know, not knowing the boundaries, he's just gonna be cussing all over the place. Don't let him listen to this show or any shows on this network because you know I've already been told. Frankly, I've been given memos about my language. No, but anyway, I think it's now, more the style of your your language. It's not the the actual words you're using. It's it's how you phrase. It's things. the delivery, right? It's it's, yeah. it's how you say. It. Now, I have a funny story. So, and and I'm kind of jumping the gun because Jamie had wanted the story to go on prep tomorrow, but I'll just repeat it because I have only so much content I have. So, Jamie was flying recently to visit her family and come back, and I just got her from the airport last night. She told me on her second flight, which was the longer one, from Denver to Newark, um. She was sitting next to an Orthodox Jewish family. Because actually she wasn't supposed mm. to, but there were these two Asian women who were fl- who were friends that were f- in different rows, and they asked to switch seats with her so they could sit together, and she said yes, and then she sees, oh, now I just sit next to Orthodox Jews. Ne- never so, never give up your seat to help somebody on a plane. Just never do cause, it. Cause once you, ne- particularly not once you've like Ooh. got the lay of the land. You're like, all right. It's like if you could scope that seat out, Maybe, but um, typically if you're flying alone, it's kind of feels like a dick move not to if two people are flying together. And I've done it before where I've right. asked people to do that, to move, to switch if, if, if they were, you know, but whatever. So she ended up Dude, sitting next to. You're so, rolling the dice on, on the very, very, very strong likelihood you're going to get stuck between a couple of obese people. Or you're going to have to sit next to a black person or an Orthodox yeah. Jew or, you know, like right. any 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 one of a number of monstrosities, you know, could could be there sitting. You could get up and it's just like the likelihood is just a nice white person that wants to mind their own business and isn't all stinky and weird is pretty low, frankly. It's pretty low. So once you get the lay of the land, you got to realize what's the likelihood of trading up? If you're sitting next to an Asian lady, it's like that's pretty good. Right? Like, we could rank them, right? Like, this would be a fun game to play. Like, rank them. Like, so, let's hear your rankings. Like, mine would be, like, okay, extremely hot woman. But that might make me nervous, though. Mm. (laughs) But no, I don't really get nervous in those type of situations, so probably not. Or, like, extremely hot Uh, white woman. For me, me, the top, and it's probably just because uh, of being a father of a kid, when there's, like, an old white lady. Yeah, she's going to be nice to the kid, yeah. Yeah, they're they're, they're almost always grandmothers, and they're very happy to have a little kid next to them. They don't mind it because they don't mind some of their grandchildren. I've had a lot of good experiences with that. Right. So, old white lady is, like, peak, right? Um, Middle-aged white guy. Good? No good? Pretty good? Usually because he just wants to mind his own business, doesn't give a shit. Yeah, usually he just minds his own business. Reading his book, watching a video on his phone, he doesn't care, right? So that's good. Middle-aged white guy is good. We're the best co-passengers. Then where do you go? Like Hispanics, blacks, Asians, Jews. Like it's actually tough between a black and Orthodox Jew. That's a tough call. Orthodox Jews might actually be the worst people to sit next to on a plane. Well, to sit next to anywhere. Yeah, my ranking is hot white woman, and then everything else is unacceptable. Okay, All simple right. ass. Okay, okay. The best is just an empty seat. That's that's number one. The best thing to sit next to on an airplane is an empty seat, no matter what. Period. Oh yeah. 
I'll take the story. hot white woman. Yeah, maybe. Well, but if she if she's like cold and ignores you the whole time, you can start having confidence issues. So that that's never happened. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a, a flight experience. Both of you are going to be extremely jealous of it, and it could have only happened during. Co- uh, during COVID, I don't know how it happened this way, but my wife, when she was flying, um, she, I think she was flying back to where she was or back to me. Where I forget what she was in. She had the entire plane to herself. She was the only passenger on the entire plane. That's the best. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I would love to have that experience. Was it like because they're like returning a plane to be serviced or something like that? I, I think it was a case of where. I don't remember what it was. I don't. I, don't, I can't remember how. Because I can't see how they'd make any money doing that. It was because I think she got in right at right under when basically everyone stopped flying and like the country had shut down. Like she had gotten okay. out just in time. Okay. Okay. I think my favorite flight was there's a <clears throat> municipal airport where I live, and a flight to Pittsburgh is actually cheaper than driving. But they actually, when you're boarding, they ask you your weight. It's that small of a plane. Oh. I'll be like, excuse me. Like, I hope nobody on this plane is fucking lying. You know, right, 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 right. Really, yeah, no, because well, I would. No, what I would not. do, no, what not. I would, I would do is if I was them, I'd apply a modifier, no matter what. Like, yeah. go up by like point one every time. Like, multiply by point one everything because it's not not multiply, but one point one. Right, go up by ten percent. But 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 because well, you you can for women 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 lie right 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 twenty five percent typically I would say for men the lying is really more like in the five percent range you typically tend to shave like five ten pounds but you don't want to um, undercompensate so if you overcompensate assume everyone's lying by at least ten percent women right. men men ten women twenty and you will you will not go over the safety limit. Yeah, most likely. But that little, that little single engine plane—it's it's a great ride. Don't get me wrong; it's actually kind of fun mm-hmm. because it's low altitude and all that. But there is that moment where you're like, they actually just asked me my weight. Fuck. Right. So is this, this like, is what's not going the on safest here? form of transportation? I would actually overestimate in hopes that they would then tell the next person you can't get on. But I'm like 300 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so there would be one empty seat. Yeah. Good call. How many? Call. Like how many seats do these does this one did this plane have? I think it's like three. No, about five seats. Okay. Five passengers. All right. All right. Pilot, co-pilot. Okay. No so that's like, that's just like a little puddle jumper then. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's why it's so cheap. Okay. There is an aspect to this because uh, it's easy to focus uh, on the competency crisis, essentially, and the the because le- white men, especially older white men, are a very valuable resource to mm-hmm. a civilization. You can right. analyze it from that, but I mean, like these stories we were having here about flight experiences, the the airplane really has become a microcosm of how how difficult it is to live in america because now when you go onto a plane and what when we used to live in a cohesive racially homogeneous society you get you get on the plane and you don't have these certain mental calculations you're making about what your experience is going to be like you right, can right, pretty right, much right. assume it's going to be it'll it'll probably be perfectly fine but now people come on a plane they have to look at the pilot and Feel a feel that there's going to be okay. They're not like, that their anxiety is going to go down because it looks like a cable pilot, i.e., an older white man. They look well, at their at the other passengers. Am I going to have a bad experience? Like, what level of diversity am I dealing with? Look that the I'm flight going, attendants. That I'm not yeah, the yeah. Flight you attendants. often get it's diversity just, in the flight attendant sphere as well. 
Well, this the, the, the passenger group of a, feel. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, you no, know, I was just gonna say the, the passenger selection of a plane these days is no different than uh, a Walmart where there's about to have a there, there's possibly going to be a, a black mini riot. Yes, yes, that's, no, it's, that's it's, what you're it's dealing the same, with. It's the same. It's the same. It's the same basic type. I mean, when you go I hate, out, I, well, I I hate playing the age <clears throat> card, but I'm actually old enough that <clears throat> I remember being a kid and we would still dress up to go to the airport. Right. There was You're one of the few hosts the older than me on this whole network. Yeah, and, and yeah, I'm not saying I mean we, that that era was kind of dying out by the time I was yeah. like five, ten years old. But uh, there was still vestiges <clears throat> of that, and you know, to now it's like you know you see the people walking to the airport in pajama pants and the slippers yeah. and carrying a big pillow, and it's like, uh, are you an infant? What the fuck is going on? Yes, with you? You're an the answer adult. is yes. They're they're an infant. Yes. But yes, I too absolutely. was uh, am old enough to remember when they had smoking sections on planes. Yeah, I do remember that, and uh, yeah, they li- I remember that. Because I used to fly a lot more when I was a kid because my parents would fly around a lot and take we'd go out places and stuff. I don't really like flying that much. I never have. But uh, mainly because I don't like the experience of the airport. I don't like I don't like the parking. I don't like the the long, crazy walks through all like the vending and, and then the security. Right. Like the whole airport experience sucks. Like I just don't like it. And and I don't like planes and I don't like passenger planes and increasingly they suck. So for me, if it's like Somewhere within a 12-hour drive, I'm like, look, it's going to take me that long anyway. Because I had lived two hours from the closest airport. And the closest airport is in Newark. And, like, that's a problem. And so, like, it's just, I don't know. I don't like doing it. I'll only do it if I really, really have to, if I have to go, like, way across the country. But um, I want to finish the story about what happened to Jamie. Oh, sorry. So she sits next to the Jews. And so she started this, so she's like, all right, I'm going to start, like, scrolling a lot of, like, pro-Palestine stuff on my phone to see if, <laughs> to see if they notice. <laughs> so, so she started, so she started, like, a, like a conspicuously w- looking at news stories about, like, Palestine demonstrations, a lot of people, like, waving the Palestine flag. She started reading, like, like, Press TV and The Cradle and all these Middle East news sources from the Arab perspective. And and like all and and, and then like the, the the dude noticed, so it was mm-hmm. a, it was a it was a family. It was a man, a woman, and and of course the child, a hatchling. Unfortunately, they had a hatchling with them, and uh, a heblet. Yeah, a little heblet, little little heblet, and uh, a little dreidel spinner hat they had with them, and uh, so and they were Orthodox, right? So they're like the worst kind because if you, sometimes secular Jews, you can tell, but maybe you you know, and they might not. They're not going to be as bad because they're probably going to more like want to mind their own business. Orthodox Jews are going to want to talk to you. Oh. They might have actually have some hygiene. Well, it, yes, yes. It, Orthodox Jews have terrible hygiene, and they're either going to totally ignore you and look like you're alien, or they're going to want to talk your head off. It depends on the type, right? And so this guy, she said, he noticed was on her phone, and he's like, "Lots of crazy things in the Middle East," and she was like, uh, "I guess so," and like, <laughs> and like, and uh, and um. So then, then she said he started really pushing the point on like Islam and started going into like a bit of a rant about how like Islam is this evil religion and and uh, we oh, have God. to like and, and they, they 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 just worship death and we have to defeat them and she was just like I was like I wouldn't have I honestly said listen I wouldn't have put up with that Mm-mm. like I would have I would have said something to like a flight attendant like I don't, I don't want to sit next to this guy he's talking hate He's-ish. about Islam and I'm not comfortable yeah. with that and say it like really loud. He's engaging in hate speech, ma'am. Yeah, see, like I'm not, I'm, I'm very uncomfortable sitting next to this man. He's, he's, he's saying things that make me uncomfortable. He's using, he's using hateful racial slurs in conversation. He's, he's basically inciting a genocide with his comments. Right. I really, he's, he, he actually said that. 
he that's that he said stuff like that. He said, according to her, he said things like, you know, they just worship death, and and we we can't. That's why we can't let them win. We have to beat them. And it's like, so you are actually inciting some kind of genocidal genocidal yeah. fervor. You're dehumanizing your enemy, right? It's what like, I also take from that as well, though, because he was gay. He, I mean, I, Jews always do this. Like they, they're always worried about what we think, and they're always profiling us and trying to make sense of who we are, yeah, so yeah. they can adapt to any situation. He, he probably sized her up as like, mm. he took, he took a guess that oh, that she's probably some kind of middle America American Christian ask yeah. a woman. So maybe I can well, get her on, on hating he, he, Islam. Here's what I'll say though, because of. I think so, but maybe. I think it's more likely that he thought that she was a liberal woman. Yeah. Because she's, hmm. um, if I do say so myself, she's quite pretty. And so she looks like she's well, she kind of... she's got like a crunchy vibe. She's got kind of a crunchy Yeah, she's got kind of a crunchy, yeah, a little bit of a kind of a little bit of a crunchy vibe. And, and so she's very, very, very wholesome, right? Very wholesome looking. And kind mm-hmm. of, frankly, I, and I don't want her to, kind of like a middle class libtard. She kind of has. Yeah. She could have that vibe. I don't want her to hear me say that because she'll hey, kill dude, me. Dude, if she went down the wrong path, she could have been one. Right. She, right. Well, she, she was one actually. Woman who's into who's there into cottagecore. Right. Exactly. So, so Cottage as a result, core. he might have thought like this is one of these evil middle middle class liberal white women who are always like siding with brown people or something. That that's was actually what I'm, that, at. Was he ranting at her or trying to win? Like, he was trying. To she was. Her. She was. She felt like he was trying to win her over but it, it sort of started edging on the verge of like a rant but she said he was going real far in the rhetoric about islam and i'm like i kind of it's kind of difficult to gauge exactly like how bad it was or wasn't because she she was like sort of like all right like mm. so i would like to um i kind of wish i was there i was like if i was there you know he wouldn't he wouldn't have gone away with that shit <laughs> And oh, she no. was like, "Yeah, I don't know what would have happened." I was like, "I would have. I don't know what. I can't tell you what I would have said. I would have thought about it and and thought of like the best thing to say, but I probably would have tried to like actually instead of because Jews are very pushy, and they expect mm-hmm. you to to just be like pushed right or or to just be like all right, you know, and see like. But I would have just been like, no, I don't think so, man, and just like let him eat the fact that somebody a goy dared to openly disagree with him, you know, right? Like no. I support Palestine. And just let him get a little frothy at the mouth. And, then and just see what happens. Be like, or, no, or be, use the system against him. Yeah, yeah. The system is like... It, I would have actually done that. That's he's really what I would have said. That's probably what I would have done. Because that's the get kind of thing... That's the kind of thing where like... Because when I used to get like the, the 4S at the airport, and I would get like searched before I got on the plane, they would literally mm-hmm. pull me out of the line of people getting on the plane because they were targeting me. And they would search me again. And whenever they would do that, I, I would always be like, this is what you get when you when you insult Donald Trump on the internet. You know, I would like say that as they're like searching, like as the people are filing on, like, yeah, can't talk shit on Donald Trump in this country. That's what you get. The president, this is what his security goons are doing. Shit like that. And so like this, dude, they should have mentioned COVID. The people, like the, the TSA people ignored it. But this one time I was doing that, like the Latinx woman at the gate, she was like, Oh, sir, no, please, you have to, you know, she was doing like the, it's part of flying, you have to just live within, you know, and I'm trying to calm me down. I was like, nah, nah, I'm being oppressed. This is, this is what you have, you criticize the president. 
Um, I'm like, I don't have to, I have to take it, but I have to take it quietly. And she's like, oh, you know, it's just part of traveling in America. I'm like, yeah, unfortunately, you're part of traveling in America, too. I mean, and not South America. You should travel back to South America, you know. So, I don't know. I don't know what I would have done. I, I, like, the staircase wit, what do you call that? Like, the runway wit, like, the aisle, like, the the aisle... (laughs) Like, <laughs> like what is what is the staircase wit when it's on a plane? It's like the uh, the terminal wit, terminal the gangway wit. aisle, the gangway wit. Yeah, yeah, the jetway wit, right? Because you're, you're, as you're walking off the jetway, jetway right, and back into the gate, you're like, you're like, oh, I could have owned that shoe. God, God damn it! <laughs> yeah, then you want to like turn around, and own them. They're like, because you know he's right behind you. You're like, oh yeah. By the way. Yep. I might have done some shit like I might have done some shit like that. Hero, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, dude, I love doing that. I might have done some shit like that. Like on the way out, like as you're on the jetway, about to like part ways, as you emerge, be like, yeah, free Palestine, buddy, from the river to the sea, to the sea. Yeah, and then and then you just get you get like tackled by security. They like the zip line from the roof and just like grab you because you're not allowed to say that. You're not. They're like. Remember that? It was an old show where, like, some guy says bomb on an airplane or, like, screw something up. And then, like, the security guard says, you said bomb on an airplane. Like, it, it doesn't matter what happens. Like, now it's like you said from the river to the sea in an airport. Like, we, yeah. we had to zip line you. Like, you know, we had, we, had to, we had to come out with the cattle prods. Like, I don't know what to tell you. It's, like, it's, your, it's really your fault. Yes. But right. do you really this. think somebody you would do this. that? Just go on the internet and tell self-serving narratives? Absolutely not. I've never seen it before. I've never <laughs> seen it before. I've never seen it before. <laughs> That's not the thing I've really seen before. Yeah, so I don't know what to tell but, you. Yeah, so I'm looking at the. I guess yeah, I was looking at the story for what they were linking to. I I did remember covering this early, uh, earlier this year about the mm-hmm. the Royal Air Force doing the whole useless white male pilots thing. That was part of a leaked a series of leaked emails that that came out. And I I always just wonder like what do what what do people who are kind of involved on the on the cog level of this, on the functionary level of this, what do they, what do they think of all this? I don't know. It's just so it's just so bizarre to me. It's so alien for, yeah, this for me is, to see people think this way. This is something that I have been wondering, and maybe we could we could go back and forth on this. And I know I've done this before on shows on this network. What are they thinking? And and I want to I want to kind of try and like dive into that because it's sort of like are they thinking like we just have to do this and it's or or or, or, or like do, do they know it's not going to work and they're just they're all everyone's just sort of going through the motions like like it's like okay i'm part of this i'm a cog in this system that is producing these outcomes i don't have any ability to change it without bringing heat on myself so i'm just going to take the next step in doing this and and the sort of like the elites are setting the tone and like they want it but my question is like what do they think they're doing do they think this will work do they think they don't have another choice? Is white genocide the ultimate imperative that they're working with? I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, on some level, they have to believe it, at least because I'm looking at right. the Sky story from earlier this year. I don't really need to like, – this because this is an inflammatory language that's being used privately. I don't really need to see loads of useless white male pilots. Let's get uh, a focused as possible. I'm more than happy to reduce boarding if needed to have a balanced BAME female male board. But like using inflammatory language like useless white male pilots. Now, obviously, <laughs> yeah. it could be that some of these people themselves are non-white or Jews, <clears throat> um, but – 
I know I've encountered enough of of white people who do also say this yes, kind of stuff because yes. they, that's, the, that's the training and conditioning they get. Right, right. It's just so odd to see this yeah. sometimes, and, at and, least and from I, my perspective. I can tell you when you see yeah. like middle-class white people say these kinds of things, it's never said with like conviction. It's sort of said – like it is sort of said with like repeating the thing you say, right? Huh. But, but it's not like it's said with um, – Total roboticness, either. A lot of times with the humor. Yeah, we don't even need more of these useless white males. You know what I mean? Remember yeah. when? Remember when those like wizard, like the, like the wizard people, like from the card game guy. He's like, too many people that design like collectible card games look like me, yeah. and he's like some fat, yes, nerdy exactly. white dude. That's the that's yeah. the kind yeah. of, like, the Wizards of the, the Coast guy. Right? I'm trying to make sense of. Yeah, he was Wizards. Of, yeah, absolutely. Cool. Wizards of the Coast. I, I think there's those just like that guy who were probably saying it almost by rote. Yes. Where yes. they just know it's the buzzword to say to to, you know, maybe I can make a few more sales before I end up leaving the company, and if I just like promote us as very progressive, and but I think they're also the the shadow segoys who are the true believers. Yeah, um, well, that guy also they're the most dangerous, and then there are the cowards. There, mm-hmm. I think there's plenty of just absolute cowards that, well, shit, this is the sh- this is what we got to do. You know, yeah. I, I don't believe it. I know it's actually harmful, but this is a pretty cushy middle management job I have here. Yeah, so. I wonder how many people know as well as we do how bad it could really get. Like, how if do they know how bad things really are? Is my question. And and do they know how incapable blacks really are? Like, I actually think on some level, people who are most people, I, I'm trying to figure out how to say this. People who are at the level of of making these kinds of decisions must have on some level a belief in it they have to because i don't and 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 jews i think can just be cynical right Right. but other people have have a harder time with that and so yes i I, because because the fact is i think there's another problem here once you start going down the road and this is something our country used to do and this is why uh they kind of feel like they can't repeat it once you start going down the road of sort of like reserving prestige and high status because of high importance jobs for white men just because of merit like air traffic controllers airline pilots like these super critical roles that like people's lives are riding on at all times like the you know you have to be on point you can't you know air traffic controllers you never can take a drink like all that stuff right so you have to be these super hyper responsible people that are on point ready to be under a high stress situation for eight hours a day you know the whole the whole thing right so um I think that they, you know, they there used to be in America the fact that yes, we had a lot of blacks, but they were mostly located just at low wage, you know, menial labor or whatever, right? And so these more high status and prestige jobs like airline pilot, they were in fact all white men. And so it's like the issue isn't like black employment or how many blacks are in jobs, like because otherwise, if we if we don't do this, this is sort of the problem. It's like if we do this, yes, it's a disaster for aviation, but they're like, but if we don't do this, it, it, it's like how many carve outs are we going to have to make? So it's like, you know, like if, if we're going to do the thing, we're like, yeah, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We're going to push anti-racism on you, but we're not going to do it because we're going to keep these critical, highly important roles for white people that are competent. Well, at what point have you made so many exceptions that it becomes a meme? Like everyone knows, oh, right. Yeah. Air traffic controllers are all white. Airline pilots are all white. And then the race realism starts to creep in again everyone starts thinking about race again because they start seeing in these critical roles all you know what i mean like it's almost like they have there's once they could start down that path of allowing this industry because it's so critical to be white just by virtue of merit 
like it doesn't end. And I think that's also one of the reasons why they want they do want to get some different types of diversity in here. Like they want to get more functional and competent types. Like they want to get like Indians and Asians and things like that because right. then they can have the race thing without having to, you know, they can get whites out while also having competent people in there. Anyway, I don't know. What do you well, think about it? It's, it's a gross oversimplification, but it's also notable that the people who are at the highest levels of power making these ultimate decisions are the most likely to have a very jet-setting lifestyle, right. both personally as well and as professionally. And I hope that the plane crashes with no survivors. Exactly. But, but you would think that they would be more invested in knowing that every time they get on a plane, there's that, you know, there's that issue <coughs> right. versus the shabo Scoy's true believers who are the middle functionaries who, you know, of course, they might travel for work and the occasional vacation, but it's, it's right. not as part of the uh, – uh, but the other thing is, then, when you get to these super so, elite people, they probably just have their own pilot, and it's probably a no, that. What do you think Elon Musk's private pilot, or or he probably has more than one? What do you think that they're just white, maybe yeah. like Japanese or something? I don't know. You know what I mean? So no, same stewardesses on his private plane. Yes, because he's, he's like some yeah. kind of weeb. Such a weeb. Yeah. But yeah, or like Jonathan Greenblatt. I'm sure he's got a private plane. I'm sure the ADL has a private jet, and they probably just have a Jew pilot. So it's whatever. Yeah. If do Jews do that? Do they do? That seems like way too much. That's like a goy job, like pilot. Like I don't, I don't know. I mean, they must have some. They have them in. I mean, you can't. Somebody's got to bomb Palestine. So yeah, there are. Somebody's bombing the Palestinians. Right. Somebody's doing the bombing. Somebody's doing the genociding of Palestine. But yeah, so um, apparently on that front, it seems like things are heating up. Oh yeah, what's going on over there? Yeah, we should. I'm yeah. sure we I haven't really been paying too much attention, but from what I understand, that the the war with Hezbollah is like pretty constant now, the border war, and and that there's 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 rumors that like Hamas is weakening, but they might just have like they might just be hiding. Like ever since the ceasefire, I don't see how they. Would be ever since the ceasefire ended, like they, you know, that ceasefire, there was like seven days of no fighting, like that couldn't have been bad for them. You know, that was the one thing that Israel right. was, was worried about, like if we let up. But but then again, like they now killed, what, 20,000 innocent people? So, you know, who knows? And who knows? But who knows how to be able to judge something like is Hamas weakening or not? And of course, Israel's always going to have the interest in saying they're weakening. Now, something I heard, which I think might be plausible, and I'm not sure about this. Because they've got about 90 or so dead Jews since they invaded Gaza, which is, you know, a, high, a faster rate than the Palestinians have achieved before. Um, more kills and such. And the number of vehicles that they've taken out, number of tanks and armored vehicles and stuff they've taken out has been very high. And they they, they can take them out fairly easily um, because they're kind of sitting ducks in that environment. We've gone over this whole, like, this whole thing. And it's also then difficult for them once a tank or an armored vehicle is disabled for them to retrieve it out for repairs. So they don't have to destroy the whole thing, but once you kill it, once it's no longer able to move, how are they going to retrieve it? How are they going to go collect it to, to bring it back to repair it? And they can't repair it in the field because those people repairing it will be sitting ducks too. So they kind of have to just leave them and get them later, like once they feel like they've won or whatever it might be. So who knows how many armored vehicles and tanks are littered around the Gaza Strip right now that are, even if only like slightly disabled, they still can't do anything with them, right? So... It's the most how many? How many are they? How many of the Israelis, Israelis losing every day? Well, they've lost hundreds. They've lost hundreds. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of personnel, it seems like they're not losing as many. But then again, we also don't know how many wounded they're taking. But I've also heard that if you look at their list of dead, you see that they're all higher ranks. They're all like majors and colonels and things like that. So they might only be announcing officer deaths and not 
yeah, other ones deaths. that are. Hard, I'm, I'm not yeah, sure about that. That's something I've heard. Yeah, it's harder to hide the deaths of like officers. Yeah, and, the what I'm seeing on Wikipedia with their update of the casualties: 434 IDF soldiers have died so far in the conflict. Uh, 876 civilians, 59 police officers. 10 oh, that's be- including October 7th, though, where they killed like 300. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 How many cops? Uh, 10, I think it said. That's it? I, I, I would, think I that, I would hope they would be getting more cops. I'm sorry, 59. Sorry, 59. <laughs> it's still kind of low. I, 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 yeah. It was 10, 10 Shin Bet members. That was, I got the number. I would Based. Good. That's like their, That's like Israel's internal security service. Yeah. That's like their Is FBI their or something like that. Yeah. Shin Bet. The Jews always have these fucking sinister titles for these things. Shin Bet. That sounds really like something like you don't want to fuck with. They like doing that, right? Mossad, Shin Bet. Yeah. It's like, Whoa, this is this is. Or it sounds kind of cheesy, like the fucking Romulans or something like that. Ha. <laughs> well, it's perfect. It's. I think they're purposely simple. Want to sound sinister, like they mm-hmm. want you to think like that's really cool. Like, what's their dumb fake martial art? Like Krav Maga. That doesn't actually sound very. Oh good. God, yeah. That's, that's, okay, especially so not after Make America Great. Yeah, you know. it's it's just as fake. Krav Maga and Maga oh. are just like both equally fake. They're just both like not real and come from Israel. <laughs> 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 it's really true. Maga and Krav Maga, both fake, both from Israel. But really, Krav everything, Maga is like, everything fake and gay. Krav Maga is a way if you were like if you were like a, an officer in the IDF, you can come move to America and scam like rich Jewish broads in yoga pants out of like millions of dollars by pretending to teach them Krav Maga. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of like disgusting things like that, I know like people have talked about this. <laughs> this happens every year, but the those because I see it when I'm when I'm with family who watch Fox News. Those commercials about the you know you can donate money to starving Holocaust oh, survivors. God. They, they are blasting it quite a bit this season. Oh, really? Oh, my God. And they're, they're, they're Do you have so, any examples of these? They're so awful. Have you, have you never seen one of these commercials? I have, but uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's they they make it look like they're living in these little hovels. Yeah, they, they, they make it like they Israel. pot of soup, and Okay, that's it. all right, all right, all right. I've got one here. Oh, my God, dude. Bruh, bruh. International fellow. This is from the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. Okay. Yep. That's that, yeah, that's the organization that puts all these out. Of Christians yeah. and dudes. Yeah, Christians and dudes. Okay, so here we go. Let's see. Um, these are difficult times for elderly Holocaust survivors. Are you fucking? Ki- Hold on a sec. These are difficult. That's what I said. Like a little, like a little hovel in a shtetl. Does anybody believe that this times is Israel? For elderly. First of all, there's snow on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it was it was it was. Uh, but wait, Hanukkah. Maybe they're saying this. this is like Poland or something. I don't know. But even so, I don't think you, Jews are not living like this in Poland, and nor were they at the time of Hitler. They were they were much more likely to be living in like you know fancy mansions and shit. Like hey, that. hey, Mike. Guess guess what the name of the founder of the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews is? It's something super Jewy. I I've known it before. I know who I know who this guy is. What's his name? Okay. Yeah, Yekiel Eckstein. Yeah, 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 yeah. CEO, he, he, I'm assuming he's like a brother or something. I think he's dead. I think that guy died, but like, yeah, Eckstein, yes. I We've discussed okay, this yeah. before. Okay. Okay, Yale must be his son then. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so the, I knew I knew about that Eckstein character. He's a real slimy, smarmy character. But this is a, this he, is a good. This is the kind of content people are clamoring for. So let's. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was the co-director of interreligious affairs for the ADL. Oh, so so this is a this is essentially something that they this is something that they like war gamed in the ADL like this shit like let's do yeah. something where we get like really and you know what's most disgusting about this is the target of this is actually white people who are far more close to living in something like that now obviously yes. probably not ex- that's pretty shitty like i don't you know but they're probably living in like a trailer or maybe a motorhome or or like a small or little fucking a double wide or the you know the yeah. people living in small homes in the middle of the country on social security checks getting fucking tricked by these slimy fucking kikes to send money anyway but let's keep watching because this is some wild stuff survivors there's oh no okay, food dude all right like, this is me, like, watching this. <laughs> <laughs> is that a dude? Anyway. No food and no heat. Bacon. Bro, how long has this woman been dead? Like, this this person in this, this is, they. I feel like this is, like, some stock imagery. And e- we got the barbed that, wire, how long, like. How long, did it, how long did it take to put the makeup on, the stage yeah, makeup? Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's it's like Star Trek mask, almost. It's like so like she's like one of Odo's race, you know, <laughs> <laughs> having a little bit of trouble. It looks kind of like Odo, anyway. Get weaker and more die every day. Well, because they're fucking old. I'm gonna, gonna show you my Odo face. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, like when, when when all my when all my features become like slightly less, you know, <laughs> slightly more dulled. Yeah, I want you. Oh, here he is! Here he is! Here he is! The man himself. This guy is so slimy. See their faces. Look into their eyes, dude. That's quite a hell of a fucking melanoma. Wait, hold up. That's like. (laughs) Look into their eyes that Doctor Joseph Mangala injected to make them blue. But like, don't don't look at the massive sore on her lip. Look into her eyes. Like, ignore (laughs) ignore the (laughs) ignore the giant. Australian sore on her lip. Ignore the ravages of untreated herpes. <laughs> All right. Haunted still by the memories of the past. They desperately need our help now. A simple blanket, a loaf of bread, and medicine Dude, this makes are life-saving. Like For only somebody. $25, she said, she you said can help want, save a loaf of bread and a smallpox blanket. I can accommodate. Oh my god, dude! This should not be legal. I swear. Life with the gift of bread, a blanket, and medicine. This is like actually holiday. going to like bomb people in Palestine. If you send money yep. to this, you're just like it's like for every ten dollars, like another Palestinian dies. Cost survivor suffering alone with no one to turn to. <coughs> Thank you, <laughs> but and like, God bless. Where, where are where's the here, fucking families? Here's my question: Where are they? They're not, like, telling you. Like, this is a scam. Like, where are these people? Is yeah. it these people? Is it these stock photos so of that. these old, these sad old women with, like, you know, head coverings that look Eastern European? Where are these people? Are they in Israel? Are they in Poland? Where are they? Where do they well, live? Technically, technically, they're telling the truth. They, they're saying they're going they're, – this money will go to Holocaust survivors. And as we know, every Jew is a Holocaust survivor. Yeah. Right. So, 
I'm kind of wondering if there's ever been like an investigation into this group, and they find out. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's uh, all bullshit. It's it's funny you mentioned that, Mike, because yeah. I was just looking at this Jerusalem Post article. Really? Yeah, I think even some Jews are like, yo, this shit is like pretty bad optics. Well, like, yeah, the, the the person who wrote kind of a takedown of this organization is uh, some 71 year old blogger that calls himself a Jewish Christian. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. I'm looking at their. I'm looking at their. Um. I'm looking at their main page. It's their videos. Like, there looks like there's a lot. There's a lot in Spanish. Is that some reason for that? Like, well, they're they're probably moving, trying to shift things over to. Oh, I mean, dude, like, look yeah. at what. Yeah, I mean, like, like with Malay and all that. It's. I mean, like, he's not. He's not a unique oh, phenomenon okay. of, where, of yes. the uh, Spanish-speaking world of of Jews going after that over well, after really. that world. I mean, the, we re- remember, like, Jazz Hands did a great thing years ago when they were talking about how it was seen. I mean, I know this was within the United States, but it was seen <laughs> that they had fallen behind on having Spanish language. Stuff yes. Because- Yes, the, because the Spanish, Spanish speakers, Spanish language talk radio was just like openly anti-Semitic, and they were like, "We yep. need to get more involved in that." Yeah, no, dude, they don't miss a beat. Let's see what this is. This is Yale, Xtine. I guess it, that's a woman, so that's a. I mean, maybe. Yeah, I was, I was, I was wrong. It's a daughter. I guess. It's Shalom, a daughter. my friends from here in the Holy Land. Oh, oh, and I'm Yael Eckstein, President and CEO of the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. And I just got word that you had your very successful Blessing Israel event. <coughs> I wanted just to say thank you, to tell you how inspired I am. She's talking to Hamas right now? This is from two months ago. Blessing Israel. <laughs> that you have taken the time and commitment to lead your congregation, to lead your church in praying for Israel, in learning about Israel, in partnering with God in the promise of Israel. Dude, that vocal fry when she says Israel is driving me nuts. Israel. She keeps talking. Just go ahead and kill me. Israel. Uh, kill me and find Wait, boys uh, like oh, him. Well, too. here we go. I'm just going to, I'm going to keep, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm about to press play. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And look at that smile. I mean, look at, dude. She's got that Semite smile, and she's like, Israel. Oof. Like the vocal fry. Listen, you know, listen to the vocal Four fry when she says. about to come out. Wait, listen to the vocal fry when she says Israel. It's really funny. In learning about Israel, in partnering with God in the promise of Israel. <laughs> I- Israel. Israel. Vocal fry. <laughs> vocal fry out as they strike you. Oh, man. Oh, dude. <laughs> Dude, oh, de- oh my God! <laughs> the Jews fry out as they strike you. <laughs> yeah, they just like fry. <laughs> That's a third rail title right there. That's today's show title. Are you kidding me? But. <laughs> Know that God promises in Genesis twelve three, I will bless those who bless Israel. And then- Israel. 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I like Bradley giggled there. I'm sorry. That shit was fucked. Does anyone want to donate to Israel? It's Israel. Israel. It's Israel. Israel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry, I can't. And that's my prayer for you and for your congregation, for your community, for your family, that God will bless you tenfold as you partner with International Fellowship of Christians and Jews to be part of this prophetic reality where Christians and Jews are coming together 
in God's word and God's love for Israel. So increasing the sound of the music is not going to make the vocal fry go away later. Yeah, no, that's no. also like that's a just bad production. Like why why are you why are you like slowly it's like just I want yeah. Oh my god. Dude, they have like a podcast here. They've got like they've actually okay. Here's more. Here's more of this. I I, I, As our I ministry love, marks, it's for. Speaker always had a great point that where where things are are being done are on videos that get no views whatsoever. Like I notice it all the time now when you see. Dude, this has two hundred and fifty views. Yeah, no, but yeah. Th- this is not exactly the type of thing that is that because these are just like ads for this stupid organization. Sure, but, but there yeah. are. That is a phenomena of like Jews like sitting there like from like m- like important international organizations like sitting there talking about like what they're gonna do to Russia and shit like that and there's like five people watching and they're all like other Jews but yeah they're making sure to have all of the um, all the Spanish language subtitles here so this fortieth anniversary we remember how it all started it all started forty years ago when my father Rabbi Yechiel Eckstein of blessed that? memory that's the same broad. Oh my yes, God! She's throwing some weight or something. She's gotten a little right. thicker. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, yeah. She she does have the Kazar phenotype, <clears throat> if you will. She's, a, she's she's on that Abby Shapiro grind. Well, no, she's <laughs> a little bit thicker than that. She. I mean, this woman is not attractive. Let's be clear, right? Like, no, she no, has no, pretty not. big tits, but that doesn't mean anything. It all started forty years ago when my father, Rabbi Yechiel Eckstein of dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, like she, she drops into like some kind of Yiddish thing going on. Like, when my father, Rabbi Yechiel Eckstein of Bless, clear your fucking throat. Lady. Well, that's what they're doing all the time. Right? Blessed memory began the well, fellowship so because he saw. A- she was born in Evanston, Illinois, so a lot of this is affectation. Yeah, like, the, like yeah, her doing that, her, her doing that, like Yiddish accent there is absolutely. I mean, she sounds like somebody. Like she sounds like a like an annoying Jewish person from America, basically. Yeah. Israel. <laughs> she w- this year she won the humanitarian award from the Jerusalem Post. Really? Oh, good for good for her. I'm sure it wasn't rigged. Well, I mean, but it just would have been another Jew if it wasn't her. True. So it's actually it's actually the most honest competition in the world because it's truly merit based. <laughs> like who who ripped off the most goyim for Israel? Like. <laughs> Because it's like I can see the point. <clears throat> they really don't have a need or need to fix something like that. Like in America, if you see Jews winning everything, you're like, okay, that's rigged. In Israel, if something is rigged, like <laughs> Israel, Israel, <laughs> I can't get over that shit. Oh, oh, what so do you got? The the event that she won that humanitarian award at this was earlier this year in April. Uh, guess who some of the speakers were at this event. I can't. I mean, since that's but I'm sure it's people that are. Is it some old friend of ours? Some some people. I, that Isaac Herzog, obviously president of the state of Israel, but I, Ron DeSantis, of course, was a, was a speaker at this. Of I know course. it's not really surprising in the least bit, but it, it, it's just funny. You see all these these Jew, these Jewish names: Isaac Herzog, Moshe Leon, uh, Larry Mitzel, David Friedman, Rabbi yeah. Marvin here, Ron DeSantis. Yeah, well, those you know those Oxfords aren't going to lick themselves. So they had to have Ron DeSantis there. <laughs> oh man, I keep looking for that old uh, that old um, drop of uh, what's his name saying. Of course, oh here it is. Of course, of course. <laughs> That's Hayden. 
<laughs> so wait, oh. so 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 I say the <laughs> say the names again. Ron DeSantis. Of course, of uh, course. Anyway, Isaac Herzog. Of course, of course. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. So anyway, what, what, what do we got here? What's this? This is like all in Spanish, so I don't know what it says. I think it says like "raise your voice for the for the con, con, uh, community of Israel." Is Israel a need for Jews and Christians mm. to come together <coughs> to bless Israel to bring biblical prophecy to fruition? Wait, what we the fuck? Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. What the? What fuck? was that? What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> I guess these are Ethiopian. Oh my God, yeah, those teeth! Are, look yeah, at those Ethiopian chompers. Jews. Well, look at these chompers here on her, on her right here. But let's see these. Here we got a bunch of black smile. Jews. Yeah. To bless Israel, to bring biblical prophecy to fruition. We have rescued more than seven hundred and sixty thousand Jews from the four corners of the earth. God is working prophetic miracles right this moment. And you- is that like a black person? Is talking using us as his message he is calling us let us listen for that still small voice of the lord and let us join together on this journey of faith what does that mean i've been i've been cuando is that they don't know spanish what does that mean oh mm. I, I i wasn't looking at it so i didn't see how it was spelled here here let's see let me see i know it. i've got it i've got uh my little translate it, it means a- blessing a b e blessing blessing though. yeah so this says like raise your voice in community for blessing israel that's what that means <clears throat> anyway no the answer is no no yeah i don't want to uh, this is very lucrative for them uh oh wait hold on i'm looking at hmm? we might have to watch this video Okay. This is just we're just we're gonna have to find content. Well, we're gonna do it when we come back uh, oh. next hour because we're right up against the oh, end I of the you. hour. So I'm just gonna now. What do you guys want to do? Do you want to take a short break and come back and then do like an hour, an hour and a half more, or do you want to just I'll hit stop, end the end the thing, and then we'll go and just start again. Let's take a little break so I can refill my water. So the stream okay. is gonna be on. So you're just gonna see my back wall while I go get another glass of water. But I'm going to stop the recording here. Now, if you want to hear the rest of the show, and we're about to watch a video, what is a synagogue? Walk through an Orthodox synagogue with this broad from International Fellowship of Christians oh, and Jews. So I'm going to stop streaming now. and um, or I'm going to stop recording now. I'm going to keep the stream going because it's annoying to start another stream. Be right back. And uh, if you want to hear the rest, uh, go to get uh, paywall sub. Thanks, everybody. And we'll be right back. Up is slash paywall. There we go.